0: Welcome, college football junkies. It's the show for fans, from fans. Now, here's your host, Scott Cobio.
1: Welcome, junkies. I'm your host, Scott. As always, I have Jason with me. Uh, He joins us straight from the tattoo shop, fresh with the new tattoo. Jason, what'd you get?
0: Um, it's kind of hard to describe, Scott, so I'll send you a picture and we'll put it on, uh, on the Facebook, but it's a picture of, uh, my grandfather that just passed away. Okay. Um, so Aaron, actually, my wife got it for me, uh, as a surprise. So I went to the tattoo parlor not knowing what was going to, what I was going to get and the guy showed it to me. And so it was a really, really cool moment.
1: Oh, wow. That's pretty cool, man. I love to hear something like that. I mean, you know, obviously, when people pass away, uh, it's definitely hard on, on everybody, but it's great that you're able to, you know, put something out there so that you remember them by. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, man. That's pretty cool. It's neat.
1: Cool. <laughs> Can't wait to see the photo. That's awesome. He's got a, Jason's got a couple of tattoos now. Don't let him fool you. He's got, I know he's got his alma mater down there on his leg. What else do you have? So
0: I got my fraternity on my leg. I've got a S. Thompson tattoo, I've got a Braves tattoo. I got a uh a Dan Fox mask and then I have a picture of Louise from Bob's Burgers.
1: Oh, Bob's Burgers. Oh, I have a specul- a <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, now now we have to mention the Braves. Um obviously we know from many years and I'm sure a lot of you fans know how heartbreaking seasons happen year after year. So with that tattoo, Jason, that just means you can never you can never root for another team at this point.
0: I will never root for another team.
1: <laughs> Maybe it'll get back to the eighties when they actually used to win.
0: man yeah, would be nice when we go on thirteen we just need to win some, some World Series. We're coming around the corner. We're we're right there.
1: Uh, okay. So what when do you think the next win's gonna be? When do you think the next championship win's gonna be?
0: We- been more competitive this year in the playoffs. Uh, we had the team. We just didn't – we knew our pitching was going to struggle, but we had the offense. Uh, I mean, we dominated the Nationals all year, but it's baseball, man. And in, in baseball, a team gets hot at the right time. And, you know, we we uh, made a few bad plays down the stretch, and it cost us against Carolina, uh, the Cardinals. And, hey, we'll we'll be back. I think it's in the next five years for sure.
1: Okay, well y'all y'all hear that now. 5 years we're going to see a national, you know, team there win uh some championships down there in Atlanta. So I know that I know a lot of fans have been waiting that. I, I feel like that's kind of a Georgia thing though. If if fans in general get heartbroken. I mean the Braves, you've got uh you know of course the Bulldogs seem to always make it to the big game and never win it. Um and then, you know, we always we always mention that the Hawks and the uh and the uh what's the other one I'm thinking Fal- about there? Falcons, yes. How they what happened to their season, man?
0: Just disappointment, missed expectations. Uh, there's a bunch of things that could you could talk about the Falcons, but Right, we're here for college football, so we're not gonna I talk just, about just, it. you know the <laughs> thing about the Falcons is this leads into college football. Why in the heck are we still trying to win games? You know, it's like we went when we beat San Francisco last well, last week. We went from having the fourth or fifth draft pick, like the number eleventh. What are we Man. doing?
1: Well, it might help you this year when when those uh, when those people come in when the players come in this year. Uh, a lot of them are looking. You know, you might be able to pick up like a like a Tua. Or uh, um, you know, Georgia probably gonna lose their quarterback this year too. Maybe you can pick up, you know, Fromm down there and hopefully uh he'll sit the bench obviously, but you know, hopefully he can be the, the future star down there in in uh, Atlanta.
0: I don't want Tua. I don't want Joe Fromm. I want Joe Burroughs.
1: Joe Burrow.
0: Everybody why you say Burroughs, everybody's saying
1: Burroughs. His name is Burrow. Joe Burroughs. Burroughs.
0: Hey, what, is the, what is with.
1: it what is it? Bur what is it, Buronics or something like that he put on the back of his jersey?
0: Oh no, so in Louisiana the, go, the they say go, G E A U X. So it's the Cajun way to say it go. So Burray is what oh.
1: he's doing. Gotcha. That makes yeah. sense. That's funny.
0: Yeah, so when you see it looks like G X Tigers, they're saying go tigers. Which is ah, kind
1: of 10-4. kind so of dumb, right? Well, it's kind of like what Coach O says every day in the meetings. He's like, nobody really understands what he's yeah. saying. He's saying go, I guess. Go Tigers. Yeah. You know? Go Tigers. Go Tigers. <laughs> uh, We've got quite a lot to talk about today, a lot going on in uh, the college football atmosphere. And, you know, I, I, I mentioned last episode, the Steve Spurrier uh, has joined Twitter, and quite a lot of tweets were going out uh, from him. And I want to read a couple of them to you, Jason. I don't know if you caught last uh, episode, but um, he he mentioned one um, in South Carolina, you know, where you can beat the ball team. specific, We'll put in quotations here. So, South Carolina, where you can beat the ball team, but you can't beat the golf.
0: True.
1: I'd say, can't beat some good golf in South Carolina. They've got some good courses.
0: Here's another one. I hear that's the only reason why he went to South Carolina is because he was – uh, some of the big South Carolina boosters, or one or two of the big boosters, were members of the Augusta Nashville. So they made him a member to come down there.
1: You know, I don't doubt that at all. Well, one, yeah, that makes sense, okay. 110%.
0: I heard he didn't really even want to coach there, but he, you know, yeah. He, they're like, hey, if you come coach the Gamecocks, be a cock, we will make you a member of the National. But you have to be a coach for like five years or something. You know, something crazy like that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And he did it too, and you know, he kept it interestante, that's for sure. Yeah.
0: You know?
1: Um, so there's a battle going on right now in ESPN and Fox News, Fox Sports regarding their respected shows. Now I know we talked a little bit about this over the past couple of shows and how a lot of the people from uh Oklahoma and Baylor and all that and they're really going to boycott ESPN because they were real biased about, you know, the SEC and then, you know, the conclusion at that point we came to was, you know, the ESPN does what's best for their ratings but apparently there's a lot more going on behind the scenes than we thought Uh you talked about uh what was it, Pat McAfee? Is, is that how you say his last name?
0: Uh-huh and apparently he and Oh you know Pat McAfee, but McAfee, whatever it does not matter.
1: McAfee. I don't know. We'll call him Pat for the show. Uh he's been going to war with Urban Meyer. Did you hear about this? I've
0: I've heard about it, yes.
1: Ah, uh, so apparently it came after Pat jumped into the river uh down there when he was on game day. Uh and uh, and Urban Meyer shot uh you know, shot a little fire here. Um, and said that apparently people want to come watch football. He, you know, because he hosts the the Fox Sport uh, game uh, show or whatever game day show on uh, Saturday. And he said that apparently people want to watch football and not people jumping into a lake. Now Pat, of course, shot back real quick and said, "Well, but I know you're hard. no, it's pretty hard for you to understand details, but that was a river and not a lake."
0: Oh. Might be bad for your heart, Urban.
1: Might be a little bad for your heart. That's that's where I think he was, he was leading to or alluding to. And then, of course, he, Pat talked about his mother and how she may have had some heart complications that came out of nowhere when he jumped in, you know, jumped out off the boat. Um, but she's fine now, of course. And then, of course, he thanked old coach Meyer for watching ESPN because, obviously, <laughs> he watched a little bit to know that that's what happened.
0: Well, I think Urban Meyer is in the best position possible of anybody in the world right now because Dan Snyder fired. They're going to fire their coach if they hadn't already in the Washington Redskins, and Dallas is going to fire their coach. And so Jerry Jones and Dan Snyder are about to go into a bidding war for Dan, for for Urban Meyer. Like I really think Urban Meyer can get paid.
1: Interesting. Now I didn't think about that.
0: Yep, yep. I mean, he's not – and see, the thing about pro football is there's not as much stress on your body because you're only working half the year. In college football, it's a year-round gig. Oh, yeah, that's true. You know, and with the collective bargain agreement in the NFL, they they can't work those coaches like that. So, you know, that gives him that family uh, work-life balance that he's looking for. I think Urban Meyer is just trying to get his name in lights a little bit more, but he's, I mean, he's in for, a, he's in for a, a battle going up against old Pat McAfee.
1: Oh, Pat, Pat McAfee. Yeah. He, uh, you know, it's like, is, a,
0: it, is it McDonald's or McDonald's?
1: Right. It's all according to who, who says it. Yeah. No, I think he's a, a really good character. He has, uh, you know, some of the best sayings, you know, and it and it seems like it's all natural, it's all authentic, um, when it comes out of him. You know, it's not something that he's pretending to be when you see him on shows. I
0: think I mean he seems he seems like a good guy to me. You know, I mean I mean his podcast is fun to listen to, so I don't know. I think he's just quick. I think he's too quick for
1: Urban. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, he's a little too quick for for Urban's taste. He needs to slow it down a little bit more. (laughs) Um, So let's get past that, of course, because that's going to be a battle I feel like always going to happen. ESPN and Fox Sports. It's just something they regardless of whether or not Pat's there or Urban's there, they just seem to be in the spotlight. I think they're still going to battle because those are the primetime shows, and they just want to pull viewers over to them. Uh, A couple of of things that I noticed uh, just over this past weekend, and we had a lot going on. We had the Army-Navy game. We had the Heisman uh, and and the trophies being passed out uh, here and there to players that, you know, in my opinion, definitely deserved it. Uh, The first thing, that Army-Navy game. So did you see – and I I didn't even notice this, to be honest, because, I mean, I did watch it a little, but I didn't notice what they were talking about. The pregame film shows cadets – from both sides, making gestures that resembled white supremacist symbols. Um, Man. The thumb and the forefinger joined together in a circle. The remaining three fingers uh, splayed out behind. Did you see that?
0: Listen, that is the old-fashioned noogie game. That is the – I play that game with my my cousins. Like, that is where – no, that's – that's not even that's that's the craziest thing I've seen. That's the craziest thing I've heard. When you do your fingers in the motion that he did it, that's just saying like you looked at the hole. You can Google that. It's, it's we used to play it in, in school all the time. And yeah,
1: yeah, I've heard the same thing. And it, it kind of looked, you know, when I read the article, and it wasn't just one. I'll be honest, it was probably two or three dozen articles. And I wanted to make sure I was trying to, you know, kind of understand what their take was, their perception. Uh, of this specific, you know, thing on, on TV, and for some reason, it seems like everybody's kind of pointing that out that it was something that um, they were showing everybody that it was white power, and that I mean, it's just so outlandish. Like I've never heard. It's like they were just fishing for something to talk about during this game.
0: Yeah, stop it. Well, you know what I mean. Like white supremacist sign. They didn't have SS tattooed on their hands. (laughs) I mean, there's everybody in this country, man. Come on. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, okay. So we're talking about white supremacists. I don't know if you saw another thing during the uh, Heisman, um, you know, trophy uh, ceremony when Burrow was up there getting his, you know, his trophy and accepting his accolade and doing his speech. There was a photo that was taken and it was from behind where burrow was Um, and it was taken of the three other guys that were invited in so that was jalen Hurts, justin fields and chase young they were both sitting there watching burrow accept the trophy and the person and i'm assuming she didn't take the photo she just pulled it off the internet but the caption for this photo says this photo depicts everything wrong with college football today despite the three athletes having far better stats on the field a white boy is getting the trophy. This is what race, racism looks like in 2019. Now, before, <laughs> I know I laugh too, but before we get into some of this other thing, I, I want to say that Twitter went off on this girl. I, I couldn't even find after doing more searches, and I mean I dig a lot of digging. I'm a pretty good investigator, um, but I, I couldn't find the, the photo. I couldn't find any comments. Everything had been deleted. Russia um, did <laughs> yeah, exactly, but. Dude, it was crazy because they were going off on her, talking about look at different journey, look at the different journeys. And I, I'll be honest with you, I know I've seen some of these people that vote for the Heisman, and I guarantee you this wasn't racism by no well, means. Well,
0: and, you know, that's the thing is why didn't he, why don't you take a picture of Joe Burrow looking and the people behind Joe Burrow, Burrow? like and, and 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 let's see what that looked like there were a bunch of people who were of, uh, of african-american descent or black folks who were standing behind joe burrow who voted right. for joe burrow. so if, exactly. if, if the if the award is racist so why don't we talk about the people who voted for the white guy who won it he won yeah. it because he was the most outstanding player on his team exactly and well,
1: well let's look at who won it in the past let's think about that real quick so if it's racist then they would only be white people, right? But let's think. 2018, Kyler Murray won it. I mean, well, he's
0: half he's half white,
1: right? Uh yeah, he's mixed. So 2016, Lamar Jackson won. Only half racist then Scott. Yeah, it's 50/50. <laughs> but 2016 and 2015, Lamar Jackson and Derrick Henry.
0: Yep, nope. It's full racist then.
1: Oh yeah, full full racist. Now you did have Baker Mayfield there in 2017, so maybe I you don't know. They were full racist then.
0: Well, you know, this is this whole woke culture that kind of gets on my nerves, to be honest with you. I mean, I, the other day I'm looking on on Instagram or something, and I saw where um, uh, Miss Nigeria or something like that won Miss, Amer- or Miss Universe or something, mm-hmm. and it's the first time that a, a person of color has held three of the major beauty pageants in the And then you go through the comments and it's just like, oh, they want to do that. Oh, this is intentional. They want us to think that we're winning. And I'm just like, this is so fake. It's the fakest crap that I've ever seen. No. It's just, they won. And they weren't excluded. That's what this should be about. Thankfully, they're able to participate. Right? We've come that far.
1: We have. I think that, you know, diversity and, you know, not just that, but the culture in general, you know, in the United States, we probably have more diversity than anybody can say they have in the world. I mean, we as a nation, I've invited so many different people in to do whatever at this, at this point as far as work or education or teaching or, you know, there's a lot of that's involved in um, diversity in the United States. So to, you know, single it out to I, I don't get me wrong. I think that it's still out there and it's blatant in certain places. I will say that I mean, there are a lot of commercials that you see nowadays that you know have um different you know genders or different cultures on their specific commercials and they promote that within their company, but I think that there is still some issues you know here and there throughout the country, and I don't think that there's no nobody's going to be able to change that um even doesn't matter how many laws come out but i I think we have come a long way. I would agree with that,
0: yeah, I mean you know props to Props to the for Twitter for for crushing this person. Uh, the the internet always will pop up and and become social warriors. Uh, and um, I mean, the other three guys were really good, but you know, I don't think that. I mean, Justin Fields didn't have far superior numbers than Joe Burrow's. I think we need to go look at that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he just didn't. He didn't have the numbers Joe Burrow had. Well, um, you look at
1: you look at what he did. Now that that was a big question at that point was, did Jalen Hurts have a better story than Burrow when it comes to adversity and what he had to overcome? He didn't. Okay, and I want to say this right now: Jalen had it easy. Okay, Jalen received tons of offers from different colleges. He was recruited by the number one college in America, ladies and gentlemen, Alabama. There was no I mean, they were number one in recruiting classes when he came in. And then he, yeah, he he sat he sat the bench for what, those two seasons. But and then and then Tua came in that one game and helped him win. But he still got two rings while he was there. No, he started as a freshman Scott. Oh no 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 I didn't meant that he's I mean what I meant was that he sat the bench after Tua came in and then,
0: oh, yeah, yeah, he rode the pine a little bit, but yeah, it's his story. Even it's, it's, it's not about the story, Joe Burrow's story isn't why he won. Joe Burrow won because he, in what's arguably the toughest conference, went from a guy who wasn't <laughs> recruited to lead the LSU Tigers to an undefeated season. Um, and I I think your point, to go back to your point, is one was highly recruited. One only got a scholarship offer from his dad. Exactly. And didn't take it. Well, no,
1: he he took the one from his dad, and then Ohio State actually came down and watched him play at his dad's college, and then he was recruited to Ohio State. Oh, I got you. But then he sat the bench. But then even when he came to Ohio State, he sat behind uh, JT Barrett, and um, and now the other name is escaping me. Uh, uh, I just had it in my head. But y'all know who I'm talking about. And he so he sat behind those two great quarterbacks who now uh, are in the NFL. So, you know, it is what it is. And then he transferred to LSU and
0: shined. Well, I mean, he wasn't even that good last year. He was decent. But, yeah, no,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: But here comes a guy who this year lights it up, could make every throw you ever wanted to see has everything that the Heisman invites, like I watched his Heisman speech, and all I could think about was whoever gets this guy in the pros, they're getting the guy won't, mhm, like. He didn't just thank LSU. He didn't thumb his nose up to Ohio State. He 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 was saying thank you to the Ohio State coaches. He he put them in the in the discussion as when when he was giving his speech. And at the end of it, he hugged all. Of them.
1: Yeah, yeah. He went up to um to the head coach of Ohio State and literally, you know, he told him he said thank you for everything that you did for me. So if it wasn't for him, he wouldn't be where he is today. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, he exemplifies the Heisman. I'm not saying the other guys don't. Because they all do,
1: yeah. Not um, of course.
0: But I mean, Chase Young guy's gonna be a millionaire.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. He'll play top level.
0: Top level. He's gonna probably if it if it weren't for Jay if it weren't for Joe Burrows or the teams at the very top needing a quarterback, he'd go number one. He's that good. He's mm-hmm. tremendous. But defensive players just don't win the award.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're right. They don't.
0: We're unfortunately. offensive-minded generation. Yeah, I mean, I it, un- unfortunately,
1: you know, offensive offensive teams have now begin begun, excuse me, to win championships as opposed to what it used to be when you know we talked about defenses doing that.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I think the last defensive guy to win the award was Charles Woodson, and that he, right. and he's an all-time great. Mm-hmm. And, and sure, could the guy have won it? I'll tell you this: If Joe Burrow's would not have won, and let's say Joe Burroughs doesn't Burrow doesn't have this season, then I would give it to Chase Young. He's that good.
1: Yeah, no, he he definitely is that good. Now I don't. We we can sit here and say that we would have given it to him, but you know the nation and and the people that vote for the housing would have given it to an offensive player, and we all know that that would have, um, you know, most likely most likely been not, maybe you know we can say what we want to say, but it would
0: have probably been Hurts. I just want to know, is this – was this racist? Let's say it would have been – let's say Jake Fromm had a fantastic season and he would have been in between them. Like, would it have been racist then?
1: No, of course not. They wouldn't have had a platform to stand on. At that point, it would have been like a black, white, and then a black person. There's no way anybody could have said anything. I just think this girl was uneducated. I mean, she has no common sense about football. She did no research prior to posting that and most likely just wanted to get attention.
0: I was going to say it's all for clout. It was all for it was all for attention. It was an attention-seeking post that we've now spent time on and you know this person got bunches of likes and and replies and probably made their day an and internet troll might have been Russia for real might have been Russia.
1: It could have been Russia. No, no, I don't know. They didn't um the post that I the, the actually the article that I read had everything blurred out, and you know, I took that to another set uh, software to try to get it unblurred, but it, it just wouldn't work, unfortunately. So, like I say, I it'll she's gonna remain unnamed at this point, unless somebody here in this can you know give us the information on the on Facebook or or email us at this point. Um, so I'm not, it is what it is, either way. Like I said, I don't think, <laughs> it, and it even said it. They one guy was like, Oh, it's affirmative action. This, this isn't affirmative action either. Nobody was previously discriminated on, and it's now being you know, given special treatment. That this has nothing to do with affirmative action. So a lot her of name, people need to become educated.
0: Her name was Melania Trump. My
1: You're probably you know what? You're probably right. <laughs> some of the some of the winners though, we talked about, you know, Heisman winner, uh Joe Burrow, he actually took away well, let's see, two other awards. He took away the Maxwell Award, which was a uh, player of the year, and then uh the Davey O'Brien Award as well, which is best QB award. Um so he ended up taking you know three trophies away which was great for him and i, I don't want to
0: didn't he win like with the biggest percentage too on the Heisman? he did yeah he
1: had the the highest percentage that uh as far as winners go anyways oh yeah, it there was no question everybody knew he was going to get it um jamar chase did take away uh he got the the Blitnikoff award the Fred Blitnikoff award the best wide receiver so he took away that and the uh, Chuck Bernard Award,
0: and then Chase Young got the Bednarik Award.
1: Right, I said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we got the Butt Kiss Award went to Isaiah Simmons. He's from Clemson. Um, let's see. We also have the Who won the uh, Groza Award? The which one? The Groza. No, the Groza Award went to went to Nerd from Georgia. Rodrigo Blankenship. How? He missed the best kicker. No,
0: he wasn't. There's a guy yeah. from
1: Oklahoma who had missed a kick all year. I uh, know. Rodrigo's still got a better record.
0: uh Yeah, a record for what? You're talking about missing game winning field goals? Yeah, he yeah. does have a
1: better record. Not necessarily game winning. hey uh, He hit. What's the longest this guy you're talking about has hit?
0: What does it matter how long you hit if you ain't consistent? It doesn't matter, you gotta hit a
1: long field goal. If it's not over fifty yards, you don't get nothing. You sound like a size queen. Yeah, I'm just telling you, it's gotta be over fifty yards or you don't Oh yeah. Oh
0: yeah. It's gotta be it's gotta be over fifty. I don't talk to you unless it's you sound like one of those girls like I don't talk to guys unless they're six foot two.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you gotta be over six foot to talk to you, that's for sure. Can't be the same height.
0: (laughs) Jeez, get out of here. I can't believe he won that. That is
1: blasphemy. Yeah, yeah. Well, we want to break down some of these games here. Um, you know, everybody's talking about the the main game here, which is Clemson, Ohio State. Everybody saw when they uh came out with the Final Four here, and Ohio State's, you know, coach was sitting over there looking all salty, talking to Dabo. And I think that he really wanted to be number one. He felt like his team should be there and and obviously making him number one would have Given him, you know, field advantage, you know, location advantage. So I think that it will will hurt Ohio State having to travel, but I think they're going to come with, you know, obviously something to prove. And so, what
0: bowl? What bowl game is that? Is that going to be?
1: What is it? The Fiesta? No, hold on, I know. Let's say it because I don't. I,
0: wanna, think, I, don't I wanna. think you want. I think he wanted to be number one because he would much rather play Oklahoma. Then have to play. Uh, then have to play Clemson.
1: That's probably true.
0: Oh, I would, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you rather play Oklahoma?
1: Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, that's the Fiesta Bowl. I thought it was Fiesta Bowl.
0: So the Fiesta Bowl is what in uh, Arizona?
1: Well, that's going to be played yeah at Phoenix Stadium.
0: Yeah, and then the uh, so LSU. Actually, oh, what you call Clemson would have to
1: travel a little bit farther on this one.
0: Yep. And then LSU and Oklahoma are playing – Back in in Atlanta. Oh, they're playing in the – what is
1: that? Uh, Yeah, that's going to be in the Mercedes-Benz Dome, and they're going to be in the Peach Bowl.
0: Peach Bowl. That's why I was wondering if it was the Peach Bowl.
1: Yeah, the Peach Bowl. So, LSU is not having to travel Harley at all. Obviously, they're number one, so they shouldn't have to. Um, But, of course, we're going to see – Ohio State, and then that's really not a long travel for them either. I mean, to plan one little short, short plane ride over there.
0: These guys are used to it. I don't think I mean, and they'll and they'll be there for two weeks before the game, you know, or a week before the game. They're they're gonna go out and go shopping and get all these dinners and prizes and you know gifts and whatnot. These guys, you know, that I don't think being away from Ohio is gonna hurt them. Uh, they're still going to get big crowds. Um, I, I really just don't think that that, that Dabo wanted to um, – or excuse me, Ohio State coach wanted to play Clemson. I, should yeah,
1: have I, I, don't, think that, I don't think anybody wanted to play Clemson considering you know that nobody really has any good tape on them. They can watch the North Carolina game and see maybe what North Carolina was able to do. But I think that when you watch that tape, the only thing you could take away was what Clemson wasn't doing. So – I mean, not much you can really game plan for that.
0: I mean, and didn't Trevor Lawrence get knocked out that
1: game? Well, there was um, and, uh, I don't think he got knocked out, but there was an issue Um, he came back on the field pretty quickly. But I'd like to say I think it was more along the lines of him throwing interceptions and their defense just not showing up. And then at the end of the game, Clemson just decided, you know what, we're not, we can't let North Carolina beat us. But be honest, North Carolina should have went to overtime. So if they would have kicked that field goal instead of going for two. It may have – we may be sitting here right now saying how North Carolina beat Clemson.
0: Well, I mean, in Clemson last year lost to uh, Syracuse. So, you know, you're allowed one of these early season uh, hiccups pretty much. Uh, well, that, was,
1: that was a big hiccup. But luckily for, for them, they ended up winning.
0: I mean, they're – like Florida the year they won the national title, lost to uh, Mississippi State. Uh, things like that happen. That's, you know, they're – there are teams you should dominate, but you kind of overlook, and you can't do that in football.
1: No, you definitely can't do that in football. I would agree with that.
0: I'll tell you. Um, I'll tell you what I can't. I can't believe. I can't believe that Georgia was given the Sugar Bowl. Well, did you notice how they only dropped one spot? Yeah, it didn't make sense at all to me.
1: How crazy is that? Alabama loses to um, LSU, and they
0: dropped what, like twelve? Well, no, when they lost to Auburn, yeah, they dropped from fourth to twelfth or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they dropped. And they way lost. Down there.
1: Yeah, I'm sure Georgia fans are saying, you know, hey, it seems to be, become a reoccurring fact that if you lose the SEC championship, you're automatically in the Sugar Bowl. You know, as long as it's not a, as long as it's not a playoff uh, bowl that they throw in there. But yeah. I I don't know about them dropping just one spot. I think that they probably should have dropped, um, I mean, honestly, probably should have dropped three or four spots at the end of that game.
0: And Bobo, uh, the guy that everybody was calling for, he got hired by Muschamp.
1: Yeah, so I I saw a little funny, and this is more probably satire or rumors than anything, but it sounds like Kirby's going to give South Carolina program two or three years, and then – when South Carolina fires Bobo and Muschamp, he's going to hire them on his assistant coaches.
0: If he's still there. You know, you know. It, he's not um, going anywhere. You know, Mark Rick. And did you see that one that I shared on Facebook about Mark Rick and Kirby Smart? Oh, how neither one of them could uh, win the big game or whatever. They, they through their first four years, had the exact same record.
1: That's not, that sounds pretty accurate. I don't think that
0: uh Rick ever won a
1: Rose Bowl. He won an SEC championship, but never a Rose Bowl. Well
0: uh, he just ran a I mean the Rose Bowl was only there because that was the playoff game. But and he never won it because he never got the opportunity to go because if you win the SEC but you don't get into the championship, you're going to play in the Sugar Bowl. But he exactly. did win the Sugar Bowl.
1: Yeah, yeah, he did win the Sugar Bowl. I think the only thing you can take away from what Kirby has done is that he's continued that that trend upward it's not he has the same made it. thing that's well I mean we have the play they have the playoffs now we have the you know it's a different structure altogether I mean I agree with what you posted I just think that Kerr you can't I mean it it's somewhat there's some apples to apples there I just I don't think that I don't think that Kirby is the same type of recruiter
0: as um Rick hey I don't care what you say. Same record, same record.
1: I hear you. Well, I mean, like I said, Kirby's done a little bit different down there uh, in
0: Athens, so we'll see. Uh, Who's Georgia the couple playing of years, there? Who's Georgia playing in the um, sh- in the Sugar Bowl? Baylor. Yeah, I would much rather Florida got who they got. Well, who did y'all get? Florida's playing in the Orange Bowl, and we play Virginia. Virginia we had to play the ACC second place team man Virginia's number 24 Yeah, but that's because of how the bowl's how the bowls do um you know certain conferences get certain bowls that's, how that's, it, that's crazy how cookie crumbled
1: that's just crazy i don't I, they should have played somebody honestly i would have rather uh, be honest I would have rather seen Florida play a Penn State or a Utah. That would have been a
0: good game. You know what would have been cool? Why not just put why not just create hey, these bowls can bid on whoever they want to and let's have the Jacksonville Bowl be Florida versus Georgia again for a rematch. Oh no! Nobody wants to see that. I'd love to see that. What do you mean?
1: You can see SEC games all year round. You need to see out of conferences game that what do nobody I care?
0: sees. What do I care about Florida versus Virginia?
1: What do I care about? Well, nobody because Virginia's they suck.
0: What? Who? All right. So you are telling me you want to see Alabama versus Indiana in the Outback Bowl? No, nobody wants to see that either. The thing I'm, I think I, about that is I want to go eat Outback.
1: Look, I ate Outback the other day. It was pretty good fire. What'd but you Alabama um, mistake. Alabama is playing Michigan, not I don't know who you mentioned, but Alabama is going to that. That's going to be a good game. Michigan, <laughs> hold on, Jim Harbaugh, he spent a lot of nights at recruits' house. When he sleeps over to those recruits' house, you know, he stays over and sometimes stays a couple of days so he can make sure he gets those recruits in because uh, he takes recruiting to a whole another level. But he's He's going to come – he's going to show up. He's going to have those Michigan players, you know, ready to play.
0: Yeah, like he had them ready to play against Florida last year and like he had them ready to play against freaking Ohio State. Tim Harbaugh's a bum. That's all he is. He's a bum. <laughs> so, I need to go back to this Outback experience. Steak. Did you get cheese fries, regular fries, baked potato?
1: So, it was my birthday
0: uh, weekend
1: this past weekend, and we went. And uh, actually – It's just just a funny story. I'm glad you brought it up. So we ended up waiting. uh, When we got there, they were like 30 minutes. And we figured it was going to be busy. It's a Saturday night, uh, you know, so we knew it was going to be a long wait. Um, 30 minutes went by, no table. We ended up waiting a whole hour. So sat down, got our food. We ordered cheese fries, uh, an appetizer. Had to get it. Had to get it. We were contemplating, obviously, with the with everybody gets the, the onion blossom, but I wanted the cheese fries. It's my cheese birthday, so I get fries. what I want. We both order steak. Um, she orders uh well she got the soup. I didn't want soup. It was they had a little deal with soup salads, like a four course meal or whatever. I didn't want the soup. But so she got soup salad and she got um the steak and veggies. And uh so I got the steak and a salad and a loaded baked potato her steak her steak was perfect she, you know she got it medium what was like medium rare it was probably perfect i got mine it was rare like rare rare like you cut it open it was almost blue and <laughs> i complained i'm a complainer if i don't get what i'm what i'm supposed to get uh get sent back or whatever and they of course make make it out back they make you a whole another meal it's not like they take the steak back and you know throw it back on the grill for a minute make me a whole another meal bring it back out and this thing's well done. <laughs> ah, you know, I will tell you what. At that point, you know, I was like, I don't even want to eat anymore. I just give me, some first, more,
0: give me some more bread. Hey, the bread is
1: fired though. Can't mess up the bread.
0: So and, they bring. Uh,
1: so so they actually bring it out, and, and again, and it's it's good. You know, like it's a medium. I was like, hey, just put it in a box because so we're gonna go. And um, so the got lady uh, brings the checkout. Mind you, she had been there since like ten a.m. And it was like 930. So she had clearly worked past what she was supposed to. And they were low on capacity as far as waitresses go. Um, So she brings us the check and the check doesn't have any discount. Even after the guy comes to me, and he's like, you know, we're going to take care of this for you. I'll take it off the check. So at this point, I was pretty hot. I mean, I grew up in customer service, so I know what is good customer service and what's not. So I get up. I don't even wait for the waitress to come back to the table. I just get up and go find the manager. Can't find the one I talked to, but I find another one. I explain to her what happened. She says, I'll go ahead and take care of this. She brings it back and the check goes from fifty seven to twenty one. That's what I'm talking about. Right. And I said, you know, this is good customer service. I you know, you I am gonna come back to Outback
0: just because of you. Now here's the thing. Did you tip on fifty seven or did you tip on twenty one?
1: Uh, so here's the funny part. I actually recorded this, uh, and I believe it's on my TikTok. But I recorded this because when you look at the receipt, the receipt gives you a you know more or less this is what you should tip. This is the estimator that they come up with, and this is how you should tip: eighteen, nineteen, twenty percent. It was way off. I'll have to sh- I'll have to upload the video to the oh Facebook
0: page. I saw it on your Instagram. So- what the 20% it was showing you was what 20% would have been on your original ticket. That's wrong. The other ticket,
1: and I, I didn't keep it. We threw it away
0: too quick. The other ticket had different
1: numbers on it altogether. Mm-hmm. Like I, I compared it too cause I showed her, I said, and I should have put it in the video, but I showed her, I said, look, so this is the, the, the receipt with $57 and it said, you know, two or $3 higher than what this new receipt said. So, it, you know, that part made sense as far as the dollar amounts changing. But no, if you do the math, the the percentages they, they were trying to get you to 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 spend on the tip were way over the estimates.
0: It I just a total do, scam. I just do something very simple. I give fifteen to twenty percent every time, no matter what, unless it's absolutely terrible. And then I tell the server, this was terrible. You were terrible. Well no, and- we do
1: too. We do too. And typically
0: like we'll go, we go out to um the place called the Flying
1: Biscuit for breakfast every Sunday. It's become a tradition. But we go out there and, and we typically always get good service. I don't think there's ever been one time where we don't. And I'll always leave a big tip. I mean, we together probably eat $23 worth of food and we'll leave the lady a $10 tip, you know, because she, she does a great job. But here's the thing. When we saw that receipt and we, we saw the percentages that they were trying to get us to pay, I was like, no, I'm
0: about to. I got to expose Outback now. Hey, all that matters is you got the cheese fries. And realistically, that's all that you really want. Steaks are steaks. They're good. But all the listeners out there, marinate your steak in milk, garlic, salt, and pepper, and then salt and pepper it after you pat it dry after about 12 hours. It'll be the tenderest thing you've ever eaten. I did it last night. Interesting. interesting. I do have a football question for you, Scott. Well, let's get back to football. So I posted on my Facebook the other day all time greatest Heisman that you ever got to see play since we're talking about the Heisman who would it be number one you got to you witnessed them play so it couldn't have been something where you saw highlights of them or something like that somebody you actually saw play who would it be
1: you know Heisman winners there's been a lot of them in my college football tenure and you know I I think that the one that possibly stands out, you know, overall, because we talk, we can talk, sit here and talk about, you know, Burrow and and how this year he's probably done a lot more than any anybody has in in, in my decade or generation as far as watching football. But I think because I didn't get to watch Herschel Walker, um, I, I I would definitely say him. But unfortunately, I didn't get to watch a whole lot of his. But I think that. um the number one person that stands out is Cam Newton. You know, he did. I mean, as a quarterback in high school, and he's really done a lot in the NFL too. He didn't like get to the NFL and then just kind of.
0: But let's know. keep it to just it's just Heisman, or not high school, not NFL, just Heisman. Their Heisman bid. Who's is it? Is it would it still be Cam? Yeah, I think it would still be Cam. I mean, he did a he did a
1: lot um as a as a as a college career goes and when what he did for Auburn during the time that he was there i mean
0: he's only there of, one year
1: yeah i know that's what i'm saying i mean w- what he did in that year he was you know not only named the the Heisman winner there but he was also named the SEC offensive player um of the week after that um you know the the win there the home win he had five touchdowns and over 350 yards of offense um, And then he had a, another breakout game with five touchdowns right after that uh, against, I think that was Carolina. Yeah, that was Carolina. So, that, I mean, Arkansas State at that point was doing pretty good. South Carolina was doing pretty good. Um, But then, you know, he had that game against Georgia where he became the first SEC player to throw 2,000 yards and rush for 1,000 yards in one single game. So, you know. One actually, single
0: season, right, that game. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. One single season. Excuse me. That would have been impressive. I, uh-huh. I can, I can understand Cam Newton. I, I get that. I mean, Cam was, was, was very good that one year, uh, that he was, the, that he was in the highlight of or in the spotlight of college football.
1: Um, well, well don't forget. Don't forget. The, the one point I wanted to point out that he was actually declared ineligible by the NCAA, um, during that year. And he actually, um, um, had some issues as far as playing and being able to play. So, not only did he have all of that going on as far as investigations and allegations, but he was able to overcome that and then still be able to, you know, become the Heisman winner and do what he did for Auburn. So, that's what I, that's the biggest thing I want to point out.
0: And to me, that kind of is the reason why I can't go with Cam. It's one of the reasons why, I mean, there was so much cloud around. Only thing I can remember I can't remember anything about his season other than I'm pretty sure I thought he was going to be suspended the whole year. Oh yeah, okay. you know, and and here's this guy in Athens, right? You remember when they played Georgia? We didn't yeah. know if he's going to play or not play.
1: Yeah, we didn't.
0: Like, you know, and then he goes out there and plays, and I mean they and they end up balling out. But for me, it's got to be either Tim Tebow or Lamar Jackson. Mainly because the year Tebow won his Heisman, Florida didn't win the national title. They weren't even even in the running um, for the national title that year. Uh, And then the year after that, he won the national title. Or Lamar Jackson. I mean, the guy was, was nuts in college.
1: He did. I would agree. Yeah, His college career was
0: crazy. But, I mean, there's so many. Reggie Bush. Um, but people, you know, if you look him up, he's his name gets skipped because he had to forfeit the award. Um, uh, Baker, I mean, Kyler Murray, guy on my Facebook made a good point. Kyler Murray, without Kyler Murray last year, Oklahoma goes seven and five.
1: That's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: But I would agree, all time greatest would have to be Herschel Walker, the guy. The guy had more – he had 1,800 rushing yards, and the offense had 900 passing yards.
1: Yeah, he did. And I think that that's why, you know, mentioning him, unfortunately I didn't get to watch him, but I've seen a lot of tape. And, you know, he – I mean, he just played with so much emotion, uh, unlike any other player uh, that I've ever seen in, in my tenure of watching, like I say, college football.
0: Yeah, I'd agree. He was an absolute beast. Sorry. I just wanted to. Want, I was just, you know, it was interesting, thought provoking for me oh, on, yeah. you know, who's the first person kind of pops in your mind. Most definitely. Um,
1: yeah. No, I agree. That was a great, good question there. Good question. Um, now the only other thing I wanted to talk about was that LSU Oklahoma game. You know, the one thing that's swirling right now with Oklahoma, and there are several rumors that a lot of the players on Oklahoma will be suspended. Um, and there's been several Twitter accounts uh, about this. And the ones that I've seen are from Clemson players. They're saying they've all passed their their NCAA drug test, which apparently was something that happened this past weekend. And um, a lot of the players on the, uh, the uh, Oklahoma side must have failed it. The preliminary reports are saying that there's two D linemen, um, a cornerback and the uh, number two running back for Oklahoma, um, who all failed their drug tests. No, I mean, again, this is – the. some of these are rumors. Some of them have been confirmed here and there by now. But this, you know, uh, I didn't think Oklahoma was going to win anyways. But uh, there's several commentators out there that are saying they could upset LSU.
0: I mean, anything can happen on any given Saturday or whenever the game is going to get played. But, I mean, unless these guys are out here, you know, snorting blow – or doing something, like, crazy, and they just failed a little bit of a, you know, THC test, give them a break, cut them slack, all right?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: But, but can you say the word swirling in Oklahoma together? Like,
1: swirling Oklahoma.
0: I mean, you know, there's just a lot of tornadoes that go on out there. And, <laughs> you might you know, get caught up in a couple of tornadoes out there. You're getting caught up in a Swirl. <laughs> oh, some swirl of rocky roads on my good ice cream. Yeah, I mean, I I don't see them upset in Oklahoma, LSU. I mean, I think they can score. I think that they can score on LSU. I think that uh, LSU can score most certainly on their defense. Um, I think this game comes down to what quarterback makes less mistakes And I think that's going to be Joe Burrow. Oh, not Burrows? Not Burrows. Not Burrows.
1: Yeah, I think that when it comes down to the, like you say, overall scheme of things, each team has shown resilience throughout the season. You know, Oklahoma overcame Baylor in that huge historical comeback. You know, LSU's you know, beating Alabama – then they beat uh, Georgia, so I mean i I would think that LSU is coming to the field with more um, than what a lot of people think. They have, still have some, you know, stuff to prove here. But I think oh, I think LSU. We're making picks here, so I'm going to say um, LSU is definitely going to win this game here. And I think that be- because of um, the emotion that Burrow still has uh, and needing something to prove here uh they will continue to win here continue their streak uh and they'll make it to the national championship
0: i agree with that i agree with that and i think the national championship is is lsu ohio state and i think lsu beats ohio state um call it 10 points
1: well i was going to make i was going to wait and make that pick later but i would agree hey. I, I, somewhat i would agree somewhat what i will say that i think it's actually going to be tigers versus tigers. I don't see Ohio state being able to beat Clemson. I know they're going to come into, you know, that game with their emotion on their shoulder and they're going to have, um, Mm -hmm. they're going to come out pads popping. So I don't, I don't disagree with the type of intensity of this game. I think both of these games are going to be intense, but I think that Clemson, they're just too powerful. you know, offensive and defensive, they just, I think with them not having anybody come to the Heisman, you know, talk, nobody being invited, they're going to say, you know what, y'all are overlooking us, and we're about to show you who the rightful national champions are.
0: I can see that happening. I can definitely see that
1: happening. But that, um, that's going to do it for us, you got unless you have something else for us, Jason. No,
0: I don't. You're going to be playing Dod later?
1: yeah you know i'm gonna i'm gonna probably get on that uh that modern warfare a little bit later if anybody any, anybody's listening wants to join us we're on there jason and i um you can hit us up i think um my name is uh a n x underscore v e x x and i'm on p s four by the way but you can always hit us up uh c f Podcast at gmail dot com uh, and we'll we'll share those um, uh, names with you, Jason. What's yours? I don't, I don't remember yours.
0: Mine is Gonzo
1: GA Gamer. Gonzo is that more
0: like a what is that like your alma mater? No, Gonzo is like a style of journalism. Oh, so it's like Hunter S. Thompson thing, Gunzo.
1: guys. I mean, I had to look it up. It's a bizarre or crazy uh woman.
0: Hmm.
1: That's Ar- interesting. Or Gonzo the Great, which is a Muppet character. Hey, my man. <laughs> my man. Everybody knows that one. His uh, by the way, his first appearance was on the great Santa Claus Switch in nineteen seventy, if you didn't know. I mean, it's kind of creepy. Hey, it is what it is. He's kind of creepy, and so is Gonzo.
0: Hey, I will dominate anybody who adds us to saying. No, I won't. I'm terrible.
1: Yeah, no, he's terrible. I mean, I might dominate you, but he wouldn't. <laughs> All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks again uh, for listening. If you like this podcast, uh, make sure – and you want more, of course, make sure you subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcast. Leave us a five-star review on Apple, um, iTunes, um, or, of course, of course, wherever you get your podcast. And email us with any questions or comments or um, concerns, and we'll, we'll definitely address them. But uh, thanks again, and enjoy your football weekend.